السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ آئی گریٹ یو ان دا گریٹنگ آف دا پروفٹس دے آل سیٹ دا سیم تھنگ پیس بی اپان یو فورٹین ہنڈریڈ اینڈ ففٹی سیون ایئرز اگو اے ونڈو اوپن ان ہیونس اینڈ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam peace be upon him the message was delivered by the angel jibril alayhi salam peace be upon him who is known in the christian tradition as gabriel and the message was iqra bismi rabbikal ladhi khalaq read in the name of the one who created everything. The Prophet Muhammad was unlettered. He couldn't read. He couldn't read and write. He was an eloquent speaker, but he could not read and write. So he said to Jibreel, he said, I cannot read. And Jibreel hugged him and very tightly. And the Prophet Muhammad later on said, I couldn't breathe. He hugged me so tight. And released him and he said, Iqra, Bismi Rabbika Ladi Khalaq. Read in the name of your Lord who created everything. And this happened thrice. And the same result. He said, I cannot read. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the next three verses, next three ayat. Khalaq al-insana min alaq. Iqra wa rabbuka al-akram al-ladhi allama bil-qalam. He said, read in the name of the one who created everything. He created man, mankind from a clot, from something that looks like a clot of blood. Read in the name of the one who created and you're taught to write by the pen. And he taught mankind what they do not know. The word of the of the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran al-Kareem is not a created thing. It is the actual speech of Allah. He spoke and that speech was conveyed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, peace be upon him in several ways. One of which was through the angel Jibreel alayhi salam, Gabriel. He recited it, he spoke and he told people exactly what was revealed to him. The people heard it. It was the spoken word which was heard and it entered the hearts. And later it was also recorded in writing. So though we say the book of, of God, the book of Allah, It is actually the speech of Allah. Kalamullah. In Arabic, we actually call it the speech of Allah. And just like my speech is not a created thing, it is not separate from me. So also, the Quran al-Kareem is the kalam of Allah. It is not separate from God. It is an uncreated thing. It is a sign of our creator. He began this kalam by mentioning his names. And he mentioned two names 
the most. He began this, what later on became a book, by saying, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahmanir Rahim. He said, In the name of Allah. And who is Allah? He described himself. Ar-Rahmanir Rahim. The most beneficent, the most merciful. And then he said, All praise and thanks are due to him, are due to Allah. Who is Allah? The most beneficent, the most merciful. In the first three ayat, the first three verses, these two names are mentioned twice. And then in the later on in the Quran, which the the chapter which our dear Imam and Hafiz Abdullah al-Khulti recited in Zuratul Hashar. Again in those ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned these two names, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Since we are talking about the names, I want to talk about these two names only. Rahman means one who is merciful. But in the Arabic language, what we call the wazan, which means the weight or the worth of the word is the superlative form. Rahman, for example, Jawan, which means intensely hungry. Hungry to the point that you feel that if I don't get something to eat now, I will die. Intense hunger. Atshan, intense thirst. Ghadban. Completely insane with anger. Superlative form. Rahman. Mercy that is at the peak. Superlative form. Nothing bigger than that. Mercy like we cannot possibly encompass in our minds. Superlative form of mercy. Ar-Rahman. But what's the problem with something at the peak? If you are intensely hungry. And I give you one donut. And if we were to measure that level of hunger, would it remain at the same level after eating one donut? No. But is you, are you, are you, after one donut, will you say, I'm full? No, of course I'm not full. I want to eat the whole shop. But the problem within quotes of anything at a peak is it does not remain at the peak. It will come down. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ar-Rahim. Ar-Rahim is on the same wazan as Jameel, beautiful. Kareem, honorable. Somebody is beautiful, they don't wake up the next morning looking ugly. Somebody is honorable, the next minute they are not dishonorable. Continues. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim means... Mercy at the peak, which continues forever, does not descend, never descends. And what is this mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This mercy is expressed in the form of forgiveness. 
in the form of forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is when a crime has been committed. When you have the power for retribution, but you choose not to do that. You say, go away. It's okay. That's forgiveness. Sometimes when we talk to people about forgiveness, they say, well, you know what? He did that. I said, that is why you need to forgive. If he didn't do that, what are you forgiving? He never did anything, right? Of course they did that. Of course he said that. Of course that was wrong. That is why we forgive. So when we go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we say, Ya Rab, I'm a sinner. I accept this. I do not deny this. I don't say I didn't do it. I don't say, I, yes, I did it. But forgive me because we like to forgive. I want to close by a beautiful dua, a beautiful supplication that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, taught his beloved wife Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu She asked him, in the month of Ramadan, she said, if I find Laylatul Qadr, the night of power, a special night, where Allah accepts du'as. She said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, if I find this night, if I, if I, you know, get this night, what should I ask Allah? What du'a should I make? He said, Ya Aisha, you say, Allahumma inna ka'fuun, tuhibbul afu, fa'fu anni. She said, make, he said, make the du'a and say, Oh Allah, you are the forgiver. You like to forgive. So forgive me. Please yourself. Don't forgive me because I deserve it. I know I don't deserve it. But you do it. Because you love doing it. You forgive me. You will be happy. So forgive me. Which reminds me of a story. Since Winston talked about the Jewish tradition. There's a beautiful story from the Hebrew tradition. There was a man at the time of Moses, Musa alayhi salam, who was very, very evil. He was a big problem. He was a criminal. He was a very evil man. To the extent that the people of the town, they exiled him. They chased him out of town. They said, get out of here. We don't want you. You are just too much trouble. They chased him out. Now this man went away. Then one day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to Musa alayhi salam. He spoke to Moses, peace be upon him. And he said, that man which you people exiled, he has died. And he is in such and such a place in the wilderness. And I want you, now Allah is ordering Moses, somebody who we revere as one of the greatest of the messengers of Allah. So Allah orders Moses and said, you go and pray the funeral prayer for that man and you bury him. Give him a burial. Not only that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Moses, says to Musa alayhi salam, announce in the town that whoever accompanies you for this funeral, Allah will forgive them. Anyone. No matter what they did. You go to this funeral, you come out, you come, you're going to come back from there, your record clean. So obviously, what do you think happened? The whole town went. <laughs> Everybody. 
This whole thing finished. Now Moses is perplexed. So when they all came back, Musa he used to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he said, Ya Rab. He said, Oh my Lord. Tell me what is the story. Here was this man, he was so evil. We chased him out of time. You not only make me go and do his funeral prayer, you tell the whole town and the whole town goes and you forgive and all of us. We are most grateful to you. But why? What is the story? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Moses, Musa alayhi salam, he says, Musa, when the man was dying, he was lying on the ground, he couldn't move. And he called to me. And he said, oh my Lord, if I knew, if I knew that by not forgiving me, it would please you, I would not seek forgiveness. If I knew that by not forgiving, by not forgiving me, you would be happy, I would not seek forgiveness. But I know that not forgiving me will not make you happy. So forgive me. And then he said, oh my Lord, if I knew that by punishing me, by throwing me into the hellfire, this would make your glory bigger even by an atom. That you could punish me. Therefore now you are more powerful or your glory has increased. Even by an atom if I knew that by punishing me and throwing me into the fire. Your glory would increase even by an atom. I would not ask forgiveness. But I know that your glory is your glory. Nothing that happens in the world can decrease it or increase it. You are sufficient in yourself. So forgive me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I forgive him. Now, question is this. It's not what the man said. How did the man say that? Who put the thought in his, in his mind? Who gave him this understanding to say, ask me like this. This is Allah. This is Allah. Rahman Rahim, who not only forgives when you seek forgiveness, he teaches you how to ask forgiveness. And then he accepts the forgiveness. And he forgives the man. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless all of you, to forgive all of us, and to join us all together. Like we are sitting here in the masjid, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to join all of us together in Jannah, in paradise, inshallah. Thank you very much.